from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show. We help people build wealth, do work they love, and actually learn to like hanging out with each other. They build great relationships. I'm John Deloney, joined by Jade Warshaw, and we're taking your calls on just about anything. Life, work, money, relationships, all of it. 888-825-5225. It's 888-825-5225. Let's run out to the NYC and talk to BEN. What's up, Ben? How we doing? Hi, how are you? Thanks so much for taking my call. You too. What up? Okay, uh, here's my situation. Uh, My wife and I are in our late 30s. We live in a New York City suburb. We have two children, uh, nine and five, and we have a third coming in November. My wife and and I have both worked at the same place for the last eight years. Uh, It's been really convenient. It's just 10 minutes from our house. They've had on-site daycare for the kids. And up until now, we've managed to be a one-car family. We have a sedan that we paid for in cash. Um, A job opportunity came up for myself, which is going to be a significant income increase. Um, But also at the same time, we had some leadership changes at our institution, and kind of this was necessitated as well. Um, But the new job will be a longer commute, 45 minutes to an hour, and it'll necessitate having a second vehicle now, not to mention with the third child, we're feeling a little bit cramped in our car. We've received um, several um, pieces, you know, several recommendations from family members and friends, um, and we're looking at minivans, either the Honda Odyssey or the Toyota Sienna. My question is, um, given the kind of funkiness of the used car market and the inflated prices, does it make more, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, the the last part is that when I leave my institution, I'm going to be getting a $35,000 check, that's after taxes. Um, for all of my unused sick and vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, we've got a couple of options here. We can pay for, uh, we should be able to pay for um, a used Honda Odyssey with 38,000 miles or so entirely in cash. Mm-hmm. We could get a new Honda Odyssey, pay most of it in cash and have a small you know, finance, or we could do the Sienna, which um, is more expensive. However, it's also a hybrid. The mileage is almost twice as good as the Odyssey. Um, so I'm you're a guy, you're, you've done your research, like you've dug into this very, very deeply, yes. which is good. Yes, I'm just, yes, I'm just not quite sure how you do the math here and what makes more sense. Yeah. If you should kind of buy used with the cash or does it make more sense to buy new, even though it's, you know, we're well, based, finance a small, based on what small you've bit, said, right? you're starting to feel the pinch of what's going on. There's enough things to stress about. You've got a child coming on the way. You're switching jobs, longer commute. Adding debt to this equation, I think, is not the move. Um, I'm never going to suggest going into debt over anything, especially Mm -hmm. a car that you can get something really, really great and pay 100% cash for. So Mm -hmm. that would be my first note of advice to you is do not go into debt uh, over a car note um, and over a vehicle. My second question is, do you have any other debt? Just the mortgage, that's it. Just the mortgage. Okay, yeah, then I would... And do you have three to six months of expenses set aside? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Yeah, I'm not going into debt over a car when you've got cold, hard cash sitting there burning a hole in your pocket. Have you done the, um, have you done the, it's not really a math equation. You seem like a guy that Mm -hmm. is really good with a spreadsheet. Have you actually driven to and from your new job at the time that you'll be going? Here's why I say that. Not at the 
Not at the time. <laughs> That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not at the time I'll be going, but just sort of Google Map data. It should okay. be somewhere between 45 and an hour without, you know, later in the day. You know, I can make it there in, you know, 25 minutes without the traffic. Okay. I, I think it's worth, um, if you can sneak away, just giving it a shot and making that drive. And here's mm-hmm. why. Um, there's some data that suggests the longer the commute, really the worse all of your, out, your health outcomes become over time. And mm-hmm. I have personally just, um, Huberman calls it anecdata. Just my experience has been the longer my commute, um, the more chaotic my life tends to be. And the more you got a third kid coming in and you're going to be in the car two mm-hmm. hours a day now. And so a conversation yeah. with your wife may include if we take this job and it ends up being amazing um, and we have a third kid do we have a conversation about 12 months, 18 months that we start thinking about, are we going to move closer to this job? Is this going to be a, a, a long-term solution, et cetera? Um, but that doesn't solve your problem right now, but I do think it's worth a conversation. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right on. Um, I've been a part this, uh, like I said, I'm about to, I would be, a, I would be about to lose my job at my current institution just because we had a leadership change. Um, this I'm going from 100,000 a year to 150. I guess I'm kind of, and it's also a VP title, uh, which I didn't have before. I guess I'm kind of approaching it as this could be like a two-year thing, and then kind of use that um, title change to help find something closer to home, some a remote opportunity, something like that. Okay. Are you in the university setting, by the way? I am. Yeah. <laughs> You're using the coded language that I used for 20 years. Well done, man. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with Jade. I, I wouldn't borrow, absolutely wouldn't take out a loan on that. No, not at all. All right, let's run out to Welcome to Miami and talk to Jacob. What's up, Jacob? How you doing? Thank you so much for taking my call. You got it. Hey, we're up against the clock, so hop right into your question. What's up, man? Awesome, man. So, um, so my question is, I have about $40,000 saved up in my bank. Um, I have a couple debts, um, and I would like to purchase a home within the next six to 12 months. Um, my question is kind of just, I don't know if I should pay off the debts or if I should continue to just grow uh, my bank account for that down payment. Um, How much debt do you have? Um, it, so I have uh, almost $12,000 in a personal loan from a debt consolidation that I did. Uh-huh. That's at a 23% interest. Yeah, what else? Um, I have a car, a brand new car I just got. I, I owe about $23,000 Jacob, that. what you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Going into more uh, debt when you yeah. have a debt consolidation already? So so the, the debt consolidation, like it was consolidated and now I'm just paying off that loan. I know, but uh, then you went and got into more debt with this car. For sure, for sure. I, I needed a car though. I didn't have Yes, anything. but you didn't you need a brand new car. $40,000 in the bank. You didn't need a brand new car and you certainly didn't need to go into debt for I'm calling you out on it because the reason I'm calling you out on it is because I don't want you to end up in a situation where you're having to do debt consolidation again. And what we've learned from this, and I want all the viewers to listen up, what we've learned from this situation is debt consolidation does not break the habit of taking on debt. And we've just now seen it here. It just moves it around. It makes you think you've done something. So, Jacob, to answer your question. I would take the money that you have. I would pay off your debt. What's your income? 
Um, I'm bringing about eighty to ninety thousand uh, dollars. I have a full time job that brings in about fifty to sixty, and then I have a couple of side jobs. Yeah, let's pay off that. I do. Let's take that forty thousand. Let's pay off this debt today. I want you to keep a thousand dollars aside, whatever's left. Add that with your three to six months of income, and I don't want you taking out a mortgage until you've got the correct amount down payment saved, anywhere between five to twenty percent, where the uh, where the payments no more than twenty five percent of your take home pay. You're broke. You can't afford a house. Pay your debts off, Jacob. This is the Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. This is the Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225. So I'm holding an article here from CNN.com, written by Nicole Goodkind. The headline is, U.S. debt rises to $33 trillion as government shutdown looms. Article begins, as the U.S. debt passes $33 trillion and a government shutdown looms, Wall Street feels defensive. The shutdown could sour sentiment and deal a blow to an economy already dealing with high gas prices, auto worker strikes, and elevated inflation, with some saying it could even increase the possibility of a recession. Let me be real clear. If the government shuts down, you're going to see catastrophic losses across the board because the world depends on one thing, the United States to pay their bills. And we have a group of grown-ups sitting in a sandbox throwing sand at each other, and they're going to set off a bomb. In, in the name of ha 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 or an Instagram post um, or in the name of a soundbite for their next campaign. And they're going to, what a catastrophic mess. So Jade, when I see us debt rise to 33 trillion, um, this is me just being honest and vulnerable with my friend here in front of a, I don't know, a couple of dozen million people. <laughs> um, Come on. It sets off an anxiety in me. Does it? Like it, 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 it will if I if I if I dwell on it, it will make it hard to breathe mm. because I'm doing what I can in my home, yeah. and I'm looking at the world. I got a seven year old little girl and a thirteen year old boy. I'm looking at the world they're inheriting, inheriting, and it makes it hard for me to wrap my head around the world they're going to be living in because a bunch of adults act like such immature bratty children and have created such a quagmire. And I see this number going up and up, and no matter who you vote for, whatever side you vote for, everybody's lying to you so they can get in and do what they want to do. Whew, help me, help me. Thirty-three <laughs> trillion dollars is a lot of money. I mean, and here's the thing: I can't do anything about it. I mean, when I see things like this, I I'll be honest: I'm almost on the exact opposite spectrum of you. I don't bat much of 
but that much attention to it i mean i see it and i go that sucks that's bad um but you can only control the controllables and for most of us that's looking at our own house like these are the times a lot of times we're like zoom out zoom out this is the time where i'm like zoom in Mm. like zoom in and don't look at the giant statistic don't look at the big scary monster zoom in and go okay what's my part in this am i participating in this do i have a say in this can i control this and what can i control do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think I get a lot of peace out of that, of going, okay, I I know where my power lies and I know what control I have and that over there has zero to do with it. Yeah, because I can't do anything about it, right? And I can't do anything about that. All I can do is make sure I'm not contributing to the problem, make sure, you know, because all of this is connected. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. Right. And as American people, we what we do affects the economy. That affects national economies. That affects all of this. Global U.S. Economy, debt, global right, economies. Right. And so play your part. Yeah. Like shoot your shot and play your hand the right way. And for most of us, that looks like handling your financial ho- household as well as you possibly can, being a good steward of the money that you have. Because here's the thing. No one can point the finger at the government and no one can point the finger at red or blue if in their own house... It's a hot mess. Right. And we already know that most Americans, that's that's what it is. So instead of getting so like, uh, and I'm not yelling at you, but it, no, 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 I know I, you got your stuff together. No, but, it, but, it's, it, but it's, it's good because it's, it's I, I'm allowing myself to be distracted. Yeah. Right. I'm allowing myself to be distracted and to be frustrated at things that I really can't do. I get a vote every two years and I get yep. a vote every four years. Yep. And that's the, that's the game that I'm in and that's the game I get to play. And so I get to make my vote. Mm-hmm. Um <sighs> So it, this reminds me of a call Dave and I took right after COVID. Um, maybe it was 2021, early 2021. Um, and it was from a school teacher in New York mm-hmm. who, I mean, the lockdowns were very severe and we're teaching an elementary school. I don't remember exactly what she was teaching, but an elementary school teacher on, on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And she just looked at her student loan debt, which I think was a hundred thousand bucks. She owned yeah. a bunch of money, uh, owed a bunch of money. And she just said, I'm done. And she worked like a maniac. Yeah. She got up before the crack of dawn and drove and delivered food. She got, yeah. she taught all day. She yeah. worked l- until late, 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 late. Yeah. And she just burned through and paid it all off. Yeah. Like she just said, I'm, I cannot do this. And so I want to challenge people. I love what you're saying. Like control, you can control. We say that all the time. So here's me doing this in real time. I feel this. My body feels $33 trillion in the fear I have for my little girl and my little boy. Mm-hmm. Also, I also feel the fear of our elected officials acting like freaking children. I'm going to shut you down. I'm going to shut. I'm going to take the, my ball and go home instead of getting in a room and saying, hey, I don't care who wins because yeah. if you win and I lose, we all lose. Can we help solve this problem for this country, please? So instead of that, um, I'm going to feel those feelings. They're real. Sure. And then I'm going to go do yep. the next right thing, which yeah. is make sure I don't owe anybody any money. Mm-hmm. Make sure my neighbors are, are know that I'm a resource for them yeah. if they need some support and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep my eyes open for other people I can serve and love. And um, I'm going to turn the news off. And um, I mean, it's that I'm going to double down on relationships because what else can you do? Right. It's that cliche that we hear. It's on T-shirts, on mugs. It's you being the change that you want to see. That's it. You cannot point fingers and say, oh, look at them. They're doing this. These are terrible people. These are horrible. Are you a good boss? Are you a good, you know, are you a great person to work with? Are you a great spouse? Are you handling your money? Like, that's what we have to do is look back and go, "Okay, I can't just keep throwing stones. I've got to do the best that I can do for me 
in my house and set an example. The more you put in the world, light pushes out dark. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Man. And remember, oh, I don't get political. <laughs> it's funny. You're striving not to get political. I'm striving not to get spiritual because I, <laughs> I go straight. I go straight to the top on stuff like this. I'm like, oh, what is your hope truly in? But that's, I, that's I mean, a conversation for another day. That is true. All right. I'm right. going to, yes, we're going to get ourselves canceled talking about politics and Jesus. In the I know, same, I know, in the right? Don't. <laughs> uh, let's go to Orlando where they've got it all together and talk to the great and powerful Jared. What's up, Jared? How you doing, guys? Hey, I agree with both of you. Awesome. You I know, but stay. which one's more right? <laughs> One of us is a little bit righter, Jared. <laughs> What's up, man? I'm, I'm, fe- I'm feeling your frustration more than the other one. Um, <laughs> I'm doing good. Um, I am somewhere between baby step three and baby step four and hoping you guys can get me in the right direction on that. Yes. Um, so uh, we are a single-income family. Um, and uh, over the last year, we moved across the state, switched jobs, uh, b- sold a house, bought a house, a lot of craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, so buying a house, moving in, we wound up, you know, we, we planned for fixing some things and we had some cash set aside from the equity of the last house to roll into that. So that all handled itself fine. And then, you know, there were a few more things than we thought as it goes. So we went a little further into the emergency fund than my plan had been with switching jobs and everything. So right now we're sitting on about five months of ex- of four walls expenses in reserve. And I'm working with a smart investor pro and he's telling me like, uh, you know, you're in a very high demand field because I work in technology. It's like you really don't need six months because he's trying to get me to invest. And I'm like, I hear you dude, but you're working on, you know, management fees for me here. So you're, you're not entirely an impartial opinion here. So I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out like, is it supposed to be four walls? Is it supposed to be your regular expenses? Is it supposed to be a month of income that you're like, what's the actual metric and what do I really need? Because I know single income, it's supposed sure. to be six months. Typically. Yeah, Jared, you're you're asking all the right questions. And thank you for asking that because I know plenty of people looking at our YouTube or listening to this on podcast are wondering the same thing. And we really do it based mm-hmm. off of basic expenses, not necessarily all the way down to four walls. But if you were to lose your job, lose your income, wh- how much money do you need to keep your household ticking? I'm not talking about getting your nails done. I'm talking about keeping your household ticking. So for most people, you know, you can go through and see what that's going to be. In your case, you've got a single income. I'm going with six months of expenses. Forget what that advisor's saying. You're right. He's trying to get more money quicker. This is the Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined by Jade Warshaw. We're taking your calls on just about everything. 888-825-5225. Let's go out to D-A-N. Dan in St. Louis, Missouri. I don't know why I'm spelling why everybody's name today. Why are you spelling today. people's oh, names? I was out too late last night. What's up, Dan? <laughs> How are you? How are you? Dude, we are rocking on to the break of dawn, my brother. What's up? Uh, question I got for you. Um, I've been divorced for about uh, about seven years, and uh, my current girlfriend, I've been dating her since um, I've been divorced uh, for about seven years. Uh, just kind of curious. She's you know, I guess traditional and I am too in a sense, but, um, she, you know, I've been pushing to get married. 
Um, I don't have anything against marriage or anything, um, even though I've been divorced. Uh, but I guess kind of my main issue uh, with it is, you know, I just, um, I became, you know, wealthy here, you know, recently, uh, probably in the last, you know, five years. Uh, by, I have my own company uh, that I run, and I'm very successful at it. And, um, it just, it just makes me think of, you know, if that's a smart move, I I've been through the court system. It's not fair. It's really not fair for anybody. You know, they're just bloodthirsty, you know, tyrants. And I don't really ever want to be in that situation ever again. Um, you know, I know you can do prenups and whatnot, but in the end, those things are, you know, like toilet paper in a sense. I mean, um, I mean, they're not, but, but here, here, let's, let's, what is it about your girlfriend of seven years that you don't trust? Well, it's not that I don't trust. It I is, mean, I it, it is, it's it just, is, it is. You don't trust her because you built a life for almost a decade with her yet over here, your language is I've become wealthy. So you've created a life of your own inside of this seven year relationship. Why don't you trust her? Is it because you got burned bad with your ex and you're dragging no, that actually, old relationship? No, actually I didn't. No, okay. I, I didn't get burned at all through my ex. I, I actually got burned through my parents Okay, and it's still kind of ongoing in, in a sense, but um, it's just, it, 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 you know, in a sense, it, it's, it, 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 I, I don't know. I just, I, I have this life that, you know, I want to travel the world and, and do these things and, and I, I'll be able to do that. And it's not the responsibility. Both but, Jade you know, and I, I have, have traveled the world with our spouses and it's been infinitely better than traveling around by ourselves. Yeah, because when I went, I wasn't like, Sam, this is what I can afford to do. Sorry, you can't come because you can't afford to do that. I wasn't like, I'm going to ride on this plane, you ride on that plane, and I'm going to stay in this hotel because I can afford it, and you stay in that hotel uh, that's you know a couple stars smaller, and I get to eat at this restaurant because I can afford it, but you've got to order the side salad. Do you see how kind of crazy that sounds? Yeah, I understand, and, and I've been wrestling with that for years, you know, but it's like, it, it's also a thing, too, where it's like, you know, I've risked stuff and I've worked my ass off to get, you know, where yeah. I'm at and I don't want to give that up and like, but you, you okay, let's stop right there though. Stop right there. Challenge that thought. Give it up to who is the woman you've been with for seven years, the kind of person that will take you for everything. She'll do you wrong. She'll cheat on you. She'll steal from you and take half of your stuff and take off. Is that who she is? No, she, no, that's no. That's okay. Then why are you is, carrying no. that story around? Because I can't wait to get wealthy with my wife as my partner. I can't wait because I've met a bunch of miserable, wealthy, single dudes. And yeah, I understand. I, it, 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 you know what I'm saying? Just, like, it's I, just been taught that, you know, I've worked so hard and so long and, and it's, and it's not she, that I'm not. But she's been with you. She's been with you for, for 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 all five of those years. Well, can I can I pull another thread on this? Um, well, I, the first question I have is, how wealthy are you? Well, I'm 41. Um, you know, I don't know. I'd say probably like 1.2, 1.5. Okay. Okay. Good. Someone in there. And you know, 
the thing is, is but a, a lot of my wealth is in my company because everything sure. I have, I own. Of course. And, you know, I own my house. I own my cars. I don't owe. I hate loans. I absolutely hate loans. And, and so, I refuse to ever get a loan. And that's the, that's, you know? the, that's the thread I want to pull. Something about what you're saying about you, you believe the opposite is true about her because you keep saying how much of a hard worker you are and how much you hate debt. That's making me believe that you, that's why I want to know more about the fiance because you're not married yet. So you don't have to do anything yet. But do you, uh, if you can be honest, I don't know if she listens to the show, but is there part of you that's like, hey, I feel like she's not a hard worker. I feel like she doesn't have the same views as me on debt and money. Like, can I pull that thread a little bit? No, she, she's actually a hard worker. She really is. But it, it, but in life to be successful, you have to work harder on yourself than on your job is what Jim Rohn would say. And I'm a fluent listener of, of him. I never thought I'd be ever taking advice from a dead man before, but the guy was, was, amazing i i listen to a lot of this stuff you know uh hey, dan, people... dan i think you need to i think you need to break up with your girlfriend today you you don't think that you guys are on the same set her free. level set her free because well, i don't i don't I, I, I know you're i know you're not going to and i know i'm just a knucklehead on a podcast i get that on the radio but you don't trust her you don't have a you want to have this this life that you're creating alone yet have her as a hood ornament you you say no, i'm not trying to do that i i think i know i think we're able to build you know as a team but you you but keep saying just, she, i i've built this money i've done this stuff this is mine i don't want anyone to take it from me mm-hmm. and you've been well, with the same woman for seven years and and let me add to that what I would be listening for, let me juxtapose it with what I would be listening for on a healthy side. And John, you're you're the guy who knows this, so you tell me. If I hear someone talk about their soon-to-be spouse, I also I don't hear them say, well, I do this, I do this. I hear them say, oh man, and my husband, he's so good at holding me accountable. And I'm not great with this, but he's so good with that. And even though I'm, you know, this is one of the things I'm good at, but he adds so much to the equation. Like you're constantly balancing each other out. I haven't heard you say one good thing about her you haven't said, or one you thing haven't said that we. she brings to the table or how she's an asset. Like I'm looking for that sort of language. So, well, I mean, she is, you know, the other thing too is, is, you know, I have, you know, two girls that are almost grown and she has, you know, two boys that are almost grown. Here, here's the, the road, here's the equation that I'm really stuck in. And I'm, I'm just having contemplations about really the whole thing is my business, I need to get a commercial, you know, shop, okay? I need, I need a big place because I've been running this out of my house and I've exploded my house. I have, it, it, my house is, is my work, okay? And it's just, it's too much. So I have to sell and I need to move forward with this. And I've been kind of wanting to move to, you know, like either Tennessee or Texas or something because that's, I just, you know, got a call to go to either one of those two places. I really love Tennessee. Been there many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get to the um, get to the, get to what you're talking about. You're just, you're, so you know, she doesn't really want to move. Okay, that's know, it right there. That's it right there. That's it right there. Unless she's married. Unless she's married, which I understand. I, I totally understand. You don't want to marry her. Uh, you don't want to marry her. And you're not. No, you no, should not no, marry her just that. to get you I, to come with her. You no, should no, not marry it, her for that. No, no, I understand that, but it. It's, it's dragging the kids and, you know, resetting everything and, and getting a bigger, you know, like, a, you know, you got 
six people. Girlfriend, so, girl, girlfriend, if you're listening, <laughs> go. It's time to leave. Hey, it's you, time to go on Dan, because you let your go, guy man. is not. You gotta let her go. Here's why. You've been with the same person for seven years. You can say what you want, but behavior is a language. You don't trust her. You don't want to build a future with her. You're annoyed at how big the house is going to get. You're going to have to get a shop. And she might not be called the Texas, and she's too traditional. All these things. And I believe you probably did get burned hard. And it's it's the worst. And your parents are still a mess. You got kids involved. I get it. Let her go. Mm-hmm. Don't drag her behind the car of your life. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. And if you want us to tell you to break up with your girlfriend, give us a call. 888-825-5225. Um, so, Jade, we were just out in the lobby. Um... And if you come visit us here at Ramsey headquarters in Franklin, just south of Nashville, um, you come get some free cookies and coffee and drinks or whatever. And there's a bookstore here, and we'll take photos and sign your sign your books and stuff. Um, she didn't give us permission, so we won't say her name. But somebody told us a cool story out there. Yeah, she was like, I was making forty thousand dollars, or a little bit more than forty thousand. I heard you guys talking on the radio about it being important to get your income up, and most of us. It's just a few tweaks that we can make to really bring in more money. And she took that advice to heart and in a very short period of time, more than doubled her income and is making like a hundred thousand a year. Right. Is, did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. And so me and John are sitting there like, that is incredible. Like your boss slapped her a high five. And I said to John, I said that w- what's amazing about her is that she was able to do that. But what bothers me is most of us in society could never tell the people in our circle something like that without them getting very weird, right? Yeah. Like how many people, I mean, think about it. If you're listening in your car right now, you're watching on YouTube, think about the people, count on your hands, that if you doubled your income tomorrow, you could call them up and be like, dude, let me tell you what just happened. Think about the people that you could tell in your circle, hey, I just became a millionaire today. Think about the people in your circle that you could tell and you know they would be happy if you said, I paid off my house today. For most of us, we don't have that. We don't have it. We have a culture addicted to entering rooms, butt cracks first. <laughs> and what, here's what I mean by that. Hey, how was your weekend, Jade? <laughs> it was fine, dude. The kids were, uh, my husband, Sam, was, uh, and because if I say, hey, how was your weekend? And you're like, freaking awesome. It was awesome. Like, 
husband helped out. He was great. The kids and I, we had a great weekend. Yeah. I'm going to roll my eyes and go, oh, must be nice. Must be nice. Dude, I wish my, I wish my wife would be. And oh, I hate that. The must, yeah, it must be nice. Hey, dude, guess what? I just d- did some reimagining of my home business, and within a month, I've doubled my income. Instead of running around screaming together, it's like, yes. oh, that must be nice. I had to do this project. Or, uh-huh. or better yet, John, what if we were the type of people that... If somebody says, hey, I just doubled my income, what if we were the type of people that said, really, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? How did you do that? Because I would love to do that. Yes. yes. That's a whole other level of maturity, of just like personal acceptance to be able to look at somebody else, congratulate them first, ask how they did it next. When you look out over the skyline in New York City and you think, look how tall those buildings are. How'd they get so tall? I want to build a tall building. I want to be just like them. Yeah. When you get to that level of, I just want to be just like them, you'll find it's much easier to knock a building down than it is to build one. And it's so much, it's so much faster. It's so much easier to dismiss somebody's joy Mm. than recognize the gap in your own life and say, I'm not there. I want to get there in my marriage. I want to get there with my finances. I want to get there with my relationship with my daughter. Yeah. How do we get there? Let's do that. Let's do that. And not even making an, an ROI. How do I, how do I, how do I, but just good for you. Good for you. Good for you. I walked out of the building the other day and uh, one of my buddies walked up. He was like, I mean, it had nothing to do with the conversation. He's like, yeah, we paid off our house the other day. And I could have turned flips. I was so <laughs> excited. Like I, I was ready to do cartwheels. Like, you know, like let's frolic in the field and like jump up, <laughs> you know, like that scene in Rocky where they're on the beach and they're like high-fiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was how I was feeling in my mind. I was like, this is amazing. Good for you. And that is the type of culture that you should be creating with your friend group, with your family members. Yeah. Like, because here's the thing, if you can talk about that kind of stuff, you can talk about the other stuff too. No one's gonna, if you can't tell someone the good stuff, then they're tell not them your friend. They they're, are not not your friend. friend. they're not your friend. You shouldn't just have to, you shouldn't be in relationships that all you can do is complain together. That's exactly right. Because then your community is formed by who y'all hate together. <gasps> and then you get our current political system, which is has nothing to do with solving a problem. Yes. It has everything to do with tearing your idea down. Yes. There is no, hey, we just need to figure this out. And so if it's all about complaining, 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 it's all about, oh, we hate them and it's them and it's Mm -hmm. those folks instead of, dude, let's do something amazing. Yeah. I I remember- And then there's no room for solutions either. No. Well, the only solution is you can't have a solution. Your solution is stupid. Then we can't complain anymore together. That's right. And you got two football teams playing defense and the ball never moves. Man. Because I'm trying not, yeah, anyway, I I, I remember like, and I'll get choked up, so I got to be careful. I remember- um, the book, my last book goes number one. I had some, a, a run of speaking gigs. I had just a run mm-hmm. and I come from a family without a lot. And mm-hmm. my wife comes from a family without a lot. Mm-hmm. Four hardworking parents that did, that worked their butts off. Yeah. Didn't have a lot. And it was just a wild year. And Dave is super, super, super generous to us. And I called one of my friends back home and I said, I don't even want to tell this, but here's what our year was last year. Oh, yes. And dude, he... His name was Todd. He cheered on the phone. And he's like, dude. And he said, I know how hard you've been working. Yes. And, and they made fun of me for years because he was the one that made the most. And the other, other one of my buddies made the middle. And I was always the guy with all the degrees that was working at the university, making less than him. And dude, they cheered and cheered. And it was this like, dude. And then it was like, you're, and then it ended with, 
I'm never buying dinner with you again. And fair <laughs> enough. He's my buddy. Of course he's going to rag on me, right? Yeah. But it was that moment that I had somebody to call and just say, hey, can I just celebrate this with you? Yes. And he's like, oh, it would be my life's honor. Yes. And when my mom one day gets sick, I'm going to call him too. And he's going to weep with me. That's yeah. what friendship is, right? That's what connection is. I love that. Um, I have a couple of friends that I can tell them whatever's going on and it's that same feeling. And for anybody listening, I, I want to challenge you not to shrink back because when you're in relationships where you feel like you can't come into the room, like you said, if you have to come in butt crack first is a problem. If you can't come into the room as you fully are and feel celebrated and want to be celebrated, then it's like, why would you shrink back around those people? And some of us, we feel it with our family, right? You can't, you came from, you came from a certain family and it's like, oh, you think you're really something now, you know, (laughs) you're getting ahead now, you know, you don't come (laughs) to the family reunion like you used to, Mm -hmm. you know, it's that kind of feeling. And we immediately feel like we have to, and my friend gets on me all the time for this. She's like, Jade, you're constantly like dumbing, like bringing it down and be like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you know, stop doing that. Stop. You don't have to dumb it down for those folks. If they don't get it, they'll be all right. They can go kick rocks. They'll be okay. You do not have to dumb your success down. You do not have to dumb down the things that give you joy, that you've worked hard, John, like you said. You don't have to do that. Start fostering that. If they get uncomfortable, that's on them. I think that we should come in the room and... Face first. Face first. Not in a way that's going to stick it to folks. Yeah, not like an, an arrogant idiot. No, right? not like an arrogant, but in a way that's like, hey... Like, this is bringing everybody up. And this yeah. is like, this is just what we do. This is who we are. Like, I love that. Dude, I love it. I love, I love it. it. Hey, and by the way, if you're a per- like, we always want this to be a, a community where you can share your wins. It's not bragging. It's not bragging. So we want to hear from you guys. Leave it in the chats. Leave it in the comments. Uh, put it on our social media. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us how you doubled your income. Tell us how your business is popping off. Tell us how you're succeeding. And we will always slap you a high five. It reminds me um, when James... And I and Kelly kicked off my show several years ago in the basement, right? We're down in a basement studio. Mm -hmm. And I was so new to this whole thing. People would call and say, hey, my mom's got cancer. I don't know what to do. Hey, my wife cheated on me. I don't know what to do. Hey, my kid's sick. So often at the beginning, I would ask the question, why are you calling me? Like, I'm a strange, (laughs) random dude. (laughs) And they would say to a person, man, I got nobody. I got nobody to tell the hard stuff. And as we're having this conversation... I wonder how many more people don't have anybody to tell the good stuff to. Yeah. Okay, I had a good week. I had my first week where I wasn't, the depression wasn't so heavy, and I, I got out and went for a walk every day this week. Yeah. And I got nobody to call. Yeah. Right? This is the first week since I finished chemo that I can go for a walk around my neighborhood, and my guts don't feel like they're going to come out mm. of my body. I, mm-hmm. I get nobody to call. And so... We, I talk a lot about loneliness. We talk a lot about loneliness, having somebody to call in, a, in an emergency. This conversation, Jade, is, and I'm, I'm, ch- I'm changing my mind in real time. I think that the conversation, yeah, you got to have somebody to call in an emergency. Yeah. Your body needs to know you're safe. But there's something to be said for, do you have somebody that you can celebrate your life with? The little All of it. bitty wins. Mm-hmm. And everybody listening to the show, the big tough guys in the big trucks, the single moms with three kids and everybody in between. You're worth having people in your life that you can celebrate with. That's right. Go make it happen. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll see you soon. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm John Deloney, joined by Jade Warshaw, and we're taking your calls on money and life and work and mental health and emotional health 
and a partridge in a pear tree. Anything you got, we got an opinion on, give us a call, 888-825-5225. Jenna is just looking alive in there, taking your calls. She's ready. Let's go out to Flagstaff AZ and talk to Garrett. What is up, Garrett? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks, man. We're having a party in here. What's up? Awesome, awesome. Well, just regarding your last section of, like, the whole, if you uh, doubled your income, which I recently have, I'm super glad to say that I have a bunch of people that I was able to reach out to. So shout out to my parents if they're and they're listening somewhere yes. out there. But Good job, um, man. That's awesome. I'll just get right to the point. Not um, good job you. I'm good 19. job parents. Good job your parents. That's yeah, awesome. That's great. Yeah. Sh- shout, out, shout out mom and dad. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm 19, and I really want to be financially free by 30. And I've recently started a new job where I'm working about part-time 20 hours a week, and I'm making somewhere between forty and $50,000 for the year. Um, but I'm also a full-time student up at NAU and I just wanted, um, to kind of get you guys' advice on maybe dropping out and working full-time, um, and just kind of hear what you guys have to think about that. What are you studying? Uh, construction management. I'm, I'm not super passionate about it. I mean, I chose it because it's one of the quickest degrees to, um, right out of college, you start making about $80,000 a year. It's a terrible Um, reason to get a degree. Terrible reason. Yeah, but I mean, I also had a full ride scholarship to NAU, so I'm basically going. That's a free just that's a great housing. reason to get a degree. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. No, for sure, for sure. And I mean, that's kind of. I don't. I know if I do drop out or take a semester off or anything, I'm going to lose that scholarship <sighs> that I'm currently working on. What's, what's your What's your job right now? Like you said, you've uh, you've doubled a, your income. You're doing pretty well. What What are you doing? Yeah, so I'm a server. Um, I've been serving for a couple, um, a year and a half now, and I started at this new job that is really popping, and I make a ton of money there. And I know that I'll probably start making even more money once I become more familiar with the job. A server, like at a restaurant? Yeah, it's called Fat Olives. So shout out Fat Olives. You guys should come check it out. (laughs) Uh, You're full of the shout outs. I love it. Um, No, for sure. (laughs) So Jade, you and I have never talked about this. So I'm interested to hear. We may give him conflicting advice. What do you think? Ah, you know, my thought is, okay, the server thing, here's what's easy to do. Whatever the thing that's making the money, it becomes your new favorite thing, right? Um, So I want to make sure that being a server when you look up because you said hey by the time i'm 30 i want to be financially free do you see yourself being a server at fat olives when you're 30 that's really the a question free server at fat olives that's the question you have yeah. to ask yourself and if the answer is no then it's like okay what do i see myself doing when i'm 30 and figure out what that is and then we're kind of reverse engineering and going backwards and saying okay what has to be true today so that that can be true when i'm 30 Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my main goal, I'm, I'm really good with money. I've been able to save money my whole life. I have two paid off, uh, cars right now and about 6,000 in the bank. Um, so I know that with this amount of money, I want to start getting into real estate and be able to have that work for me. Airbnb is hold on, hold on. You're a server at fat olives. Yes, sir. Don't say it like it's a bad thing, John. <laughs> I know. But you're, you're talking about like real estate. And, and when somebody says, hey, I'm really good with money, and you're 19, and you're going to college, and you're a server, and you're like, I got two paid off cars, I'm going to say, you haven't borrowed money, but it, are you good with money? Why do you need a second paid off car at 19? Um, well, the thing is, I, I'm, a, I'm at Flagstaff, so I just bought a car. I'm actually downsizing. It was 
much cheaper, but I needed a four-wheel drive, and I'm currently trying to sell off Okay. Sell okay. off my other car, but but they are both paid off. Here's here's my two. This, this is dude. This is just me, and you can um this you can you know this advice might be worth what what you pay for it. Okay. Um, two important things I want you to keep in mind. Um, and I'll get uh, this is a lesson from the great Tony Robbins. When you make a when you make a goal, I want to be financially free by thirty. That's like saying I want to lose a hundred pounds. And he has this great exercise where he calls somebody up on stage and says, I'm going to put $50 million into escrow if you think you can lose 60 pounds by tomorrow. And they say, and if you do it, um, I'll give you the money. And like, I couldn't do that. And he goes, yeah, you could. You could call a surgeon. I'll call a surgeon and we'll remove one of your legs for $50 million. And now it's like, oh, I could do that. When you have a goal that is, it is untethered to anything other than I want that finish line by this date. What happens is you start, like Jade said, you chase firecrackers and you chase the next bright light in front of you and then you start cutting corners because what you're not talking about is building a peaceful life. You don't want to have a great marriage and have kids that love you and want to be in your presence at 30. You're not talking about building an amazing career in a business at 30. You've just given yourself this arbitrary date and this arbitrary finish line that is financially free. And so my challenge to you is not thinking about a finish line. Think about the life you want to build by the time you're 30. What is that going to look like? And I will tell you, I've never met a 30-year-old. I haven't yet. I'm sure they exist. That came back and said, I had a full-ride scholarship. And I quit because I was making so much money waiting tables. So glad I did that. I haven't met that person. I have met many people who wish they had not taken out a bunch of student loans. But if you were my son, if you were my brother, if you were my brother's son, and you came to me and asked this question, I would say, dude, keep waiting tables, keep making that money, Mm -hmm. and take that free college education. Learn everything you can about construction management. If you're going into real estate, you're going to learn about plumbing and foundations and begin to use that education, not just for the certificate, but for the wider conversation you're going to learn. Make friends with contractors, make friends with landscape architects, make friends with the whole system. And then you walk away with a free four-year degree that's worth its weight in gold because you didn't pay anything for it. And then you head out and keep serving at Fat Olives. Mm -hmm. And by the way, don't get into real estate. Your first move into real estate is buying a home for you that you can afford, right? And you're understanding, okay, this is what it looks like. This is maintenance. This is all those things. That's how you're buying a home and you're doing that later on, you know, you're graduated college and that's when you're doing that. I don't want you jumping the gun because again, really to, to John's point, you could get yourself, the biggest problem you'll face right now is trying to go too fast and make bad decisions because you're trying to go too fast. You got plenty of time, you're 19. So let me back out real quick and let you just in on something. You're 19, you have a full ride scholarship. You're not getting a degree in something stupid. You're getting a degree that you could have some certifications and go out and make a great living and help people have homes. You could actually help people with your degree. And you are not scared of hard work and you have no debt and you are saving. You are so far Mm -hmm. ahead. Very good. Any 19-year-olds, stay on the path. Stay on the path. I say stay in school, finish that degree, and keep serving it the Fat Olives. Fat Olives, you're welcome for the shout-out. So here's a quick math refresher. 
There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Hey, everybody, I've got a brand new book coming out called Building a Non-Anxious Life. If you pre-order today, you'll get 75 bucks in free bonus items. That's us trying to encourage you, gently nudge you to pick it up before it releases in a few weeks on October 3rd. Everybody's dealing with burnout or stress, chronic stress, anxiety. We just talked about it earlier. I'm anxious about what the knuckleheads in Washington in their sandbox throwing toys at each other. No, I don't want to play. I don't want to play. <sighs> it's making me bananas. Listen, can't do anything about them, but we can make intentional choices every day to create a non-anxious home and a non-anxious life and a non-anxious marriage and a non-anxious business. And so in this book, you're going to learn effective techniques to identify and respond to life's challenges and ultimately transform your life. It's 20 bucks. Go to RamseySolutions.com. And listen, please mark your calendars. October 5th, right here at the building in the event center, we are having a blowout book release party. I'm going to stay. I'll stay all night, sign everybody's books, take photos with everybody. We're going to have some wild adventures. If you can imagine a party that a event, if you will, um, I'll be speaking. We'll have some special guests show up that they let me just kind of off the rails. This is a Deloney planned event. It's going to be uh, equal to that level of chaos. What sorts of things will transpire here, John? I'm uh, curious. I'll talk some. We'll have some. My wife's going to make a, a, a surprise appearance. Ooh. We'll have some uh, musicians show. It's just going to be a little bit off the rails. Here's my goal. I want people, Jade, to get in their cars and look at the person they came with and say the words, what just happened? That was amazing. What just happened? Yes, exactly. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> so October 5th, it's 35 bucks. That comes with a book. And of course, I'll sign out. We'll hang out all night. Um, if you're going to be in Nashville, please, please come up. We've got people flying in from all over the country. Um, would love to have you. October 5th, go to RamseySolutions.com or go to JohnDeloney.com and you can get your ticket there. Dang, I think right. I'm going to get me, I think I'll get me a ticket. Uh, you don't even have to great. pay. You know a guy. We'll hook you up. You're hooked up. <laughs> Sam, though? Yes. Sam's got to pay. Sam's got to pay. Dang it. All right, let's go to uh, uh, Neighborly Question of the Day. Today's Question of the Day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When something in your home breaks, Neighborly is the name to remember. And with the Neighborly Done Right Promise, you know you'll get great service from their local network, from their network of local home service providers. Go to neighborly.com today. All right, today's question comes from Kelly in Texas. She says, how do you celebrate wins while working through your debt snowball? Well, I love that question. Um, And I'm going to say, John, that there's a two-part answer to this because it depends on how long you're going to be in baby step two. Because if you're working through a debt snowball, that just means for the people who may not know new listeners, it means that you're paying off your debt. You're listing them smallest to largest in order to do that. Um, All of your debt except the house. So that's what this person is doing. That's called baby step two. 
And um, on average, most people are, you know, they're doing that between, it's taken them between um, 18 to 24 months in order to get that done. And there is the exception to that rule. Like my husband and I, it took us seven and a half years. So we know that there's a spectrum of time that it can take uh, to do your debt snowball, depending on how much debt you have. So that kind of informs my two sides of this equation. If you're average and you're doing this thing in a year and a half, you know, to two years, um, this the ways I would celebrate would be really small because I want to keep my budget as slim as possible so that I can keep the momentum going of actually paying the debt off. So for me, if you're in that average category, a win would be like, hey, we're watching, we're we're renting Back to the Future, and we're watching it, and we're ordering a pizza. Like mm. that's that's a great celebration on a Friday night when you're in Baby Step Two. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's not throwing you off track. It's not costing hundreds of dollars. Um, conversely, if you're on the other side of the equation and you're, you know, this you're going to be in this thing for four years, five years, that sort of thing. There, then there's kind of a mental health component in this in this <laughs> equation. If I'm being honest, yeah, because you can't live scorched earth for mentality years. for four and five and six and seven years. That just does something to your soul. It's never intended for that to be your way of life. It's a temporary sacrifice, right, for a long term gain. It's not supposed to be like that all the time. So when you're in that sort of situation, then you do uh, need to build in bigger milestones, and you do this ahead of time. You don't just be like, you know what, I need a break. Because when you do that, you'll never come back. So you need to go into it saying, okay, when you know when the debt goes from here to here, we go do this. And when the debt goes from here to here, we go do this. Set it up ahead of time. And when you are uh, when you have that longer period of time, you can do bigger things to sacrifice or bigger things to celebrate. Like um, if you've been side hustling for four years, you're like, I hate this side hustle. I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quit that side hustle for a little while and give myself a break. Like yeah. that's a great way to celebrate. And then I'm going to quit for two months and I'm going to pick it up again. And like, if you've been driving Uber eats for from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. 8 a.m. until you go to work, that two hours back feels like you just won the lottery. Oh man, <laughs> it doesn't right. take much, right? No, that's right. <laughs> um, I think uh, here's an important thing psychologically, and there's some psychological research behind this. It is important, however small. If it's a, you light some candles in your living room and yeah. y'all have a dance. Yeah you both make chocolate chip cookies together and try to recreate that scene from ghost. I don't, I don't know what weird things y'all do. People do at their house. (laughs) You have to market. You got to market. Even if it's going outside and just screaming as loud as you can until you're red in the face, you spray each other with a water hose. I don't know. Everything sounded like an (laughs) 80s montage. Do something to mark the moment. We just paid off a $700 credit card. We just paid off a $70,000 student loan. Mm -hmm. Mark them. Because you're going to lean back on those moments that you marked them. That's why graduation ceremonies are important. Funerals are important. Weddings Mm -hmm. are important because they are markers. They are moments that we all go, remember that day Mm -hmm. that we said never again or that Mm -hmm. day that we won, right? Mm -hmm. So however big or small, but it's not an excuse to, yeah. oh, we paid off a $400 thing. Let's go out for a steak dinner. No, No, you're on to the next. You're on to the next. Exactly. Very good. Great, great, great question. All right, let's run out to Winter Haven, Florida and talk to Alden. What's up, Alden? How are we doing? Alden, you there? Hello? Hey, man. Yeah, I can hear you guys. All right, hey, we're up against the clock, brother, so uh, go ahead and get right to your question. What's up? All right, so um, pretty much me and my wife has built up a pretty amount of, a good amount of debt, um, and... How much? Be how specific. It. How much debt you got? Um, so for consumer debt, we have roughly about fifty-five thousand. 
Um, my wife has a student loan of seven k, um, and then we have a vehicle which is about forty five. Okay, so is it the seven k plus the forty five, or is it the fifty five plus the seven k plus the forty five? Yes, all those together. Okay, all those together. So really, you're over a hundred thousand. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Roughly about how much you make? Yeah. Um. So net income, we make about uh, monthly. We make about like forty three fifty a month. Okay. Yeah. So right now, I'm I'm the only one primarily at work. Um, me and my wife just recently had twins. Okay. Uh, about a year ago, so uh, she hasn't fully gone back to work. So right now, everything's kind of. So what's your question, brother? Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to see, uh, you know, the best way to kind of work through that debt. Okay. Um, my screen says that you're considering bankruptcy. Is that true? Yes. So earlier in the year, we did kind of go through that process. Um, you don't, don't kind of go through it. Did you file? Yeah. No, no, we didn't. You just okay. looked into it. All right, you looked into it. Yes, All right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so here's what I think you I think right now you guys are in a season your wife has just had babies uh, she's not working you're bringing in a little more than 4,000 bucks a month and you're seeing over $100,000 of debt and you're like oh crap right this is a lot right yeah um yeah this is temporary so I want to start by saying that like sometimes in a moment can be like oh this is gonna last forever we're never gonna get out but it's it's temporary. Your hey, life's going to change. I'm going to hold him over because this is yeah. an important call. Um, Brother Alden, stay on the line, man. And um, we're going to go to break. And then when we come back, we're going to come back to you. Um, okay. Because this is important. I know you got a lot going on. And Jade's got some wisdom. It's going to give you some peace in your household with those um, new babies and your lovely wife. Okay? All right. Thank so you. So hang on, brother. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined by Jade Warshaw. We are talking to Alvin, who lives in Florida, is recently married, has two twin babies that are about a year old, and has $55,000 in consumer debt, has a $45,000 car loan, has a small student loan, and is just feeling like he can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right, brother? Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. All right, so we were talking right before the break. Um, go ahead, Jade. Yeah, so let's let's look at this. You were considering bankruptcy. Of course, John and I are going to do everything we can to talk you out of that. Um, because in this case, I truly, if I thought it were the answer and the best answer, I would tell you. And I do not think it's even close to being the right answer. I think that you're uh, closer to a light at the end of the tunnel here than what you realize. Number one, I mean, you're making a little more than $50,000 a year. You got $107,000 of debt. Right now, your wife is not working because she just had two babies. But if she were working, she'd probably be bringing in around 50 as well. And you already know you can live off of one salary. So you would have been debt free in one year. So like, I just want to put that in your brain as you're closer to the finish line than you realize. Okay. Okay. Now, I want to look at this car. Uh, $45,000 for a car. Is this your only, is this, are you a single car family or do you have another car that's paid for? A secondary car um so right now that's our only vehicle mm-hmm. so that's the only car we have yeah so okay. we upgraded once we got the the babies oh i see so you owe yeah. you owe forty five thousand on it what's it worth if you were to sell it um probably like 30 because we just got it about a year ago too so so you and you bought it brand new 
Yeah. And so you taking a 15,000, did you roll negative equity into it? Cause that's a big hit. $15,000. No. no. Um, cause we, we traded in a car, but uh, yeah, I think we added about like, it was the negative equity was about like 6,000. Okay. So that it. feels right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, $15,000. Um, what's your credit like? Credit um, is not good because we've, while we were doing the process of when we looked into bankruptcy, we did speak to a lawyer mm-hmm. and they did advise that, you know, we don't make any payments or minimum payments. Mm-hmm. So we took a couple of hits um, when we didn't make those payments. Okay. So we're just, yeah, we're recently just getting back on. Are you back caught up? Get on track. Um, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. So. $15,000 is a big hit because technically it would be 20 to technically it'd be like 23 because I'd want you to, if you were able to with your credit, if you're able to get a loan for the difference, I'd also want you to include enough to get a, a cash car. In this case, I just don't think I would cause you're still gonna, it's not going to make a big enough dent to truly, truly matter for you. Um, uh-huh. If you weren't so far upside down, I might suggest it. And you still could. I'm not saying not to, but you've got to decide how worth it is, how worth it it's going to be to you um, in order to take that hit. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do for a living, man? So I do a home security installation. How secure is that job? Um, So it fluctuates. It's, um, you know, there's pretty much as you get based paced off of um, like installs. So there's days you can get three or four installs and then there's days or, you know, you have nothing. So mm-hmm. what do you do on nothing days? Also there's nothing days. I try to uh, recently started trying to do a couple of like Uber eats, door mm-hmm. dashing. Yeah. Um, just to try to get back. Cause that's what I got right now. So yeah. I, I want you, I want you to keep doing that. I want you to keep doing that. I want to make sure that every day you're working at at least eight hours, whether it's your full-time job or doing Uber Eats. And then I want you to kick it up a notch and go, okay, now I'm doing my extra work and I'm doing extra side hustle. Because right now, this is a season that you're going to work a lot. When's your wife due? Or she already had the babies? She already had the babies. She already had the babies. It's it's been a year, yep. Oh, they're a year old. They're one year old, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alden, if I'm you... um, I would sit down and tell my wife, I'm so scared I can't breathe. And I am going to spend 12 months stepping up and we're going to, I'm going to miss some big milestones in these little one-year-olds lives, but we're playing a long game with them. And I want you to look your wife in the eye and say, I'm playing a long game with you too. And both of y'all had a picture of what life is going to look like with these two beautiful twins, what it's going to look like. And that picture is still very, very real. It's tangible. Jade and I have both dug ourselves out of bigger holes than you have, okay? And okay. we both know the sacrifice it takes. It's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I want you to I'm, do the it's math. Worth it. <laughs> I, want you, I know you're, you, my brother, are worth it. Your wife is worth it. Those mm-hmm. babies are worth it. So what does that mean? Right. You have a very inconsistent job. I want you to do the math on what would happen if you walked in and became an assistant manager at a McDonald's making eighteen fifty an hour and you did Uber Eats from 5 a.m. until 8 a.m. and then after you got off McDonald's, you delivered pizzas or you drove 
lift until mm-hmm. midnight. I, I want you making a hundred thousand dollars. I you want can you doubling go do your that. income. And okay. here's the deal. We hear the stories every day. Every day. And those people are so tired they can hardly move their face. Mm-hmm. But they dig themselves out of these wild, crazy holes. Mm-hmm. And it's not forever. It's for one year. Right. You're yeah, you're going hard in the paint for one year. One year. Do you have enough um do you have enough courage to go work at McDonald's? To go work at Walmart? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Crazy thing. I used to be a department manager over there. So there you go. I have the courage. <laughs> All right. Okay. Great. And hey, I just, yeah. I just made that, 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 I just made that job up. I just know yeah. that I'm looking at these service jobs that are $15 an hour, $16 an hour, $20 an hour that they cannot fill. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds cooler. Like, no, I do security installs, but you and I both know that's a sketchy schedule. It's feast or famine. It's good. And right now, you don't have time for feast or famine. You mm-hmm. ha- you need all feast all mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. right? That might mean I am going to stock, um, be a nighttime stalker at Walmart. I'm going to do the night shift, stock boxes, and then I'm going to get off and I'm going to drive until my eyelids start to close on me. And then I'm going to go to bed and sleep and do it all over again. And I'm going to miss my family for 12 months. For all human history, men have been leaving their families to go do what they had to do for a season. And this is that season for you. And on the other side, dude. What's he looking at? And that's the thing. Like, we get so caught up on this side, and this side's painful, but on the other side, there's peace. On the other side, here's what happens on the other side, John. You're not thinking about all the things you did. It's over. It's over. It's over and done, and all you're looking at is, man, this is these are the spoils of my hard work. This is the fruit of all that we did, all that we sacrificed, and life is good, man. And you know what the spoils are for this guy, for you, Alden? It's you rolling out of bed. And your wife hands you a cup of coffee, and these two knuckleheaded three-year-olds come barging all over you. I love it. You got nowhere to be. Your work doesn't start for another hour and a half. Mm-hmm. You can even get a workout in if you want to, mm-hmm. if you want to be crazy. But everything changes. There's a bunch of snack crumbs. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> crumbs in your sheets from these kids. Man. And you just say, get back up here anyway. It yep. doesn't matter. Because you can breathe, man. Yeah, I love that. And then your wife gets to go on a date again. Because mm-hmm. y'all have money in the account. Mm-hmm. Every Everything changes. Everything. Everything changes. Hang on the line. Here's what we're going to give you. I'm going to give you FPU, Financial Peace University. I want you and your wife to watch these lessons, these videos. These can be date nights because you ain't going out on dates anymore for a while. Also, I'm going to give you every dollar for you and your wife to use. It's going to link to your bank. We're going to stay away from bankruptcy, and you're all going to practice for the first time talking about money, sharing the same account. You're going to lean into this thing together, and this is the best tool on the market for that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to help you all plan your get-out-of-debt tools. It's going to take care of everything. Um, stay on the line here, and we're going to hook you up. Call us anytime you need anything. We got you. I'm proud of you, Alden. Yeah, it's big I time. I really am. It's big time. This it's is really one of those stuff. moments that a husband and a wife say, "This is we're done. Yeah. We're done. And you'll be stronger for it. And you and Sam had that. Me and Sheila had that. Look. I, we're both, both of us are smiling right now, Alden. Because he's going to look back, and it's going to be the greatest blessing of his life that they went through this. Mm. I'm just saying. Gosh, dude. And then after that, run for Congress because they need somebody like you in there. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. It's George. And Rachel. Now, we've been around the block a time or two when it comes to this money stuff. And one thing we've both learned is how important it is to have a budget. 100%, George. Now tell me, what's the bougiest thing you have in your every dollar budget? Oh, gosh. A thousand percent, it's our French Bulldogs. (laughs) They have their own budget line for their fancy 
specialized veterinary brand kibble. Oh my gosh, yep. That's definitely bougie, but hey, that's the great thing about budgeting. It's how you prioritize the important things, because if George didn't budget, let's be honest, he'll probably end up wasting that kibble money on hair care products for himself. All right, shots fired. Well, how often would you spend your grocery money on those creepy thriller novels you love? (laughs) I know. Okay, fair. You got me. Well, guys, you can experience the same focus and freedom that comes with having a budget. Download our app every dollar and start budgeting today for free. It's the easiest way to create a plan for your spending. Click the link in the show notes and start budgeting today. If you are watching the news headlines and you cannot fathom how we owe $33 trillion and they're having fights about the dress code, you can't even wrap your head around it. And you're wondering, how did we get in this mess? How can we teach people to handle their money the right way? The way Dave's been teaching people for 30 years. Here's a simple, doesn't cost you anything, way to help. Just hit the like or subscribe button. Send an episode to your friends and say, hey, this is a great segment. They were talking about you. You're thinking about bankruptcy. Don't do it. Here's some ideas. Um, you just had babies. This, is, this one's for you. If you will send it out, if you'll like it, subscribe it. You hear you hear people on YouTube say that all the time. It's not a vanity metric as much as it is a way to kick this thing up into the algorithms that puts it in front of more people more of the time. And it gets this information out to a country that desperately, desperately needs it. So leave a, leave a five-star review. If you have a, a negative review, leave it. Attention, George Camel. Share it with a friend. Uh, subscribe. Do all the things. We're super grateful. And don't do that to George Camel. He is, we're best friends. All right, let's go out to Salt Lake City, Utah, and talk to Sophie. What up, Sophie? Hello. Um, so it's good to be on the show. My husband and I started listening a couple weeks ago. Um, we have been pretty stressed on our finances lately mm. not no contention but you know it's stressing us out a bit and um we started looking into the first couple baby steps mm-hmm. we we have the the thousand dollars great so that's good um but we're really like there's not a ton of wiggle room in our budget every month and we're looking at the stop all investments and we're wondering if hsa is counted in that investment group would you stop hsa yeah contributions yeah so okay. that's super i'm glad you brought that up so for anybody listening baby step two is is the step where you're paying off all of your debt except your mortgage right and in order to do that quickly you want as much margin as you can get your hands on and one of the ways to do that obviously you can get your income up you can get your expenses down but a big way, like a, just a low lift way, is to pause investing. So right now, uh, Sophie, how much are you guys investing? Like whether it be in your HSA, 401ks? So we stopped our 401k last week when listening to this. Awesome. Um, but our HSA is probably about $500 a month going into Yes, ma'am. Heck yeah, I'm stopping that. It's temporary. And that's the thing I want you to hear and anybody else listening. When we're telling you to do this, it's a temporary pause because we know that it's far more important for you to get that money back into your your hands every month so that you can get this debt paid off so quickly. You'll it's going to make your head spin and then you're going to have so much more time and so much more money 
to put towards investing? I mean, percentage wise, I'm not sure what you were at before you started the baby steps, but I guarantee you'll be able to put a higher percentage when you're finished with baby step two, and it's going to make up for any difference in time. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, before, before you get off, so, go ahead, Sophie, go ahead. Um, as far as HSA goes, I was mm-hmm. planning, like I was thinking that was going to be your answer. That was my guess. Mm-hmm. But I have about $1,700 in medical bills that need to be paid Would you, because we had a baby this year. That's I what see. I, I was so, going to actually ask that question So to, to Jade. So if I know I've got to have my kids' braces tightened three mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. that's that's less about investing in an HSA. That's just putting money aside that you know you're going to spend, and it's just a little bit of a loophole, right? Yeah, it's a loophole. I mean, if you are if you just want to filter it through the HSA that, so that you're through. getting the tax advantage, yeah. that's totally fine. I mean, I that's what Sam and I did. Um, I didn't have a situation to where like my job was, ulti- you know, uh, automatically putting money in an HSA, I would just say, oh, this this medical debt is $700. I'd filter it through there. Then when tax time came, I was able to show, hey, this was a medical expense that went through the HSA. That's fine if you want that tax savings. I'm not mad at that. But the idea of um, just, com- just com- every month putting, money. yeah, compounding yeah. it there. And not only that, but I still want to make sure that you're filtering all this through the the debt snowball. And I want to make sure you're doing them from smallest to largest, even with the medical debt. Because with medical debt, here's the thing. Let me just be honest. In some cases with medical debt, time is your friend because it's like, hey, I've had this debt for a minute while I've been doing my debt snowball. Do you guys want to make a deal? And they're going to make a deal. Every hospital is going to make a deal and you're going to pay less than what the bill was. So there's kind of a silver lining on that. Yeah, I, I I like that. I like the idea of being intentional, and I'm with I'm with you. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna if we if you know you've got medical expenses coming and you want to just funnel it through there, that's yeah, great. that's yeah. great. That's smart. That's savvy. So good. Love it. All right, let's run it to Detroit Rock City and talk to Chase. What up, Chase? Hello. Hey, man. What's up? Um, hi. Oh, thanks for having me on. Of course. Um, what's up, man? I am, my wife and I are new to the baby steps, and we're living paycheck to paycheck. And we're struggling to even get the $1,000 for the emergency fund with the bills that we have and to pay the minimums on the bills that we have. Um, I just want to know where do we start, what do we do, and like what are the order of the things like of importance that we need to make sure we get paid first mm-hmm. then go from there. Yeah, that's good. Um, look, let me first of all say I get it because when Sam and I started our journey, we didn't have enough money to, to pay all the debts. Like There was not enough money coming in, and that for us was the big thing it's like okay like what we got to get more income coming in so my question to you right now is what is your income um i make about it ranges depending on the hours i work about 850 to $1000 a week uh she makes well, i mean we have she pay her she works at a daycare so mm-hmm. half of that goes to the daycare cost okay. we have twin girls that we just had last year oh great um so what so she bring she home each month about two hundred a week after the daycare cost. Okay, so, so eight. You bring some about eight hundred a month. Okay, eight hundred. So you yeah, guys are and about I bring home, um, around forty-eight, around forty-eight hundred a month between the two of you. Yeah, and then we'll range depending on how many hours I work each week. And what determines how many hours you work each week? Um, the jobs that we have. I'm, I'm a. I do service work for a petroleum company, so the amount of jobs that we have in that day, depending on how long it takes. I okay. usually work around 48 to 55 hours a week. 48 to 55. Okay. Um, We're about to double it. Yeah. Um, I want there to be more stability in what you're earning. I don't want it to be like, oh, on this down week, 
or on this up week. I want every week to be an up week and I want you to be able to control that. So whether that's tacking on a side hustle or that's doing the same type of job in a different scenario where you're having more of a steady income, I'd love to look into those options. Um, how much debt are we talking about? Uh, including the mortgage or not including the mortgage? Not including the mortgage. So baby step two is your all of your debt except the mortgage. We're looking at around 71,000. Okay, 71,000. All right. That's, you know, we we got a, we got a little something ahead of us. So, with this baby step 1, um help me understand what's keeping you from getting the $1,000 cuz I can tell you statistically most people are able to get the $1,000 saved within 30 days. And that's not just working their job. They're going, they're looking in their garage, they're selling stuff. They're, you know, they're getting crazy in order to get that $1,000. And I think that might be you might be lacking some intensity in that area. So week to week, you know, we, we go through, we, we don't have like a monthly budget. We, we try, we go paycheck to paycheck. So we try to figure out where all the dollars are going to go from week to week. Um, okay. So that's that mine ranges a little bit. And then hers is usually steady, but, um, so, so there's our first, there, out, there's our first issue. I, I, I want you guys to do a monthly budget. And I'm, we're going to give you every dollar before this call is over because on every dollar you can plan out each paycheck when you're going to get it. And they've got a feature in there that's called paycheck planning. So you can decide ahead of time, okay, the water bill comes out on this day and the mortgage comes out on this day and the daycare thing comes out on this day. And you can plan all of that ahead of time so that you can see for the month, because sometimes you need a broader picture, not just a weekly picture. So you can see really what's going on with the money. And I think that's going to help you a lot. So monthly budget, and we do a different budget every month because every month is slightly different, right? It's not a set it and forget it kind of thing. And then the second thing is getting that income and getting more going into the debt snowball, right? So you can get this $1,000 saved quick and then we're attacking that debt. It's a process. That's right. It's not going to be quick, let me just say. And you're going to have to work and work and work and work and work. But there's no more going home when there's no jobs. You're going to Uber Eats. You're going to, you're going to the office. Nah. You're going to figure something else out. No such thing as a down week. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be back soon. What up, what up? Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work they love, and learn how to be in the same room together. Have great relationships. I'm John Deloney, joined by my friend Jade Warshaw, and we're taking your calls on work, money, life, relationships, mental health, whatever you got going on. We're here to help. 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go out to Walla 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 Walla, Washington, and talk to Sarah. What's up, Sarah? Hey. What's up? Um. Well, I've got a kind of interesting question um interest rates are really bad right now i know that i understand that um we have a situation with our neighbors that has just become increasingly toxic Mm -hmm. and um we've had to like call the police on them and a lot of a lot of bad things have gone down i won't go into all the details but um i still would like to move because i feel like um, this is a a bad situation for me and my family Mm -hmm. and i feel like we can afford to move but my husband is just it's killing him to try to sell this house with the interest rates. What would you say? Because the in, what's your interest rate right now? It's like 7%, some, something around there. Yeah. Okay. And the houses are expensive in this area. Yeah. So the house you're living in now, how long have you been living there? We've been living here for eight years. 
and you've got seven percent it's not less um, right now we are at like a two point five at a fifteen year. Oh, okay, that's what y'all I'm have a great to, rate. And he doesn't want to sell. Yeah, that's what I wanted to verify. Yeah. When you said it was seven, I was like, wait, what? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Look, that's the that's the quandary, that's the conundrum that so many Americans are facing. It's like, okay, am I just going to live in this house forever because I didn't intend to? But at the same time, I don't want to take you know a five percent hit in, hit on my interest rate. So, I the way yeah. I like to frame this in my brain is. You don't let the market, interest rates, all these other uh, factors that we can't control determine when it's time to buy a house. What determines truly when it's time for you to buy a house, when it's time for you to move is A, if you can afford to and B, if you want to and they have to go together. If you can afford to, that's thing one that's got to be in place. And then you've got like, do I do we want to move? Is this the best for us and for the picture that we have of our family? So those are the things that go together. In this case, it sounds like they're both aligning, but it sounds like your husband is a little bit more like looking at the numbers. He's more of the math guy, right? <laughs> He's a little bit of a Scrooge, yeah. But, um, <laughs> okay, but hold on. But <laughs> tell, good. What, give me some insight into what's going on because if I had a bad neighbor situation where I had to call the police to keep my family safe, yeah, and my wife came to me in tears and said, I've got to get out of here. I don't care what the... We're, we're renting. I know, right? I'm out. So mm-hmm. either the neighbors aren't that bad. Are they loud? Are they sitting in like a one of those little kiddie pools that they got at Walmart and they're drinking too much? Or are they or, selling like drugs and Yeah, are they violent? And, yeah. Uh, well, there's a combo. There's the loud music, but also um, the, the wife has become increasingly hostile to my husband, screaming and swearing at him and just for like whenever she can and then... The, their kids have been just historically really unkind to my kids, but then now they've just taken to like always flipping them off. And then it got really bad. Um, like rocks were thrown at our house, and there was messages written on our driveway saying "move out" and all this kind of stuff. And so we called the cops. The cops told us to put up cameras. And after we did, um, the wife of this in this other house um, published online that um, we're perverts trying to watch them in their pool. And um, I really feel it, like I'm on like. Maury right now like this is this <laughs> yeah. is good radio <laughs> uh, you yeah, are sorry. not the father <laughs> and then we told him to get right. off my lawn no i'm just kidding this yeah, is yeah, yeah dude, this is like this is like taking us back to to middle school like elementary school so right like, yeah i i would i don't know Worry- why is it your husband concerned about this he is he is um we're caught we're we had the cops come over. The cops saw our footage of our cameras and saw we're not looking at them at all. We're just looking at our own property because um, they're the ones who are throwing the rocks. They've done it many times, and we just need camera proof now. And anyways, so um, uh, he is upset. We had the cops tell them not to do, not to trespass, but at the same time, like. They're still flipping us off. They, they, you know, it's just still an ugly situation. Well, so, 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 okay, so it's twofold here. Number one, you have a picture of your house, uh, of this life you want to have. And it's where yeah. all the adults are rational and all the kids get along. Yeah. And that's not your world, right? right? Right. Right. So you have to make peace with either A, I'm going to teach my kids. There's just some, those kids are growing up in a tough situation. And so we are going to not give them space in our souls. We're going to head out. 
and you're not going to play with them. They're rude, and if they flip you off, that's that's rude, and we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Or you can walk away. And the it's it's that old saying, not by your hand, but in your lap. You didn't cause okay. this, and yet here it is. And when you take yeah. responsibility for your own life, it always, always comes with consequences. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. I refuse yeah. to be abused anymore. Okay, well, now you're a single mom, and you're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. I refuse yeah. to be in debt anymore. Okay, tough guy. Now you got to work three jobs for the next two years. Mm-hmm. It always comes with something. Right. So if you say, I am sick of my kids getting flipped off, which you should be, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of my husband. <laughs> next thing, my, she's going to accuse my husband of something and it's going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. And you're going to have to yeah. sacrifice 4% on an interest rate somewhere or rent well, for a year. Well, let's talk about these dollars and cents because I want to know a little bit more of whether if you do choose to move, if you truly can buy a house or if you would be renting. Because I definitely don't want you to think you can afford to move and buy another house if you truly can't. So do you have any other debt? Okay. Um, no, we we really have tried to do the um, Dave Ramsey principles and um, we don't have any other debt. Um, yeah, we have a house that's worth 440000 We have 140 left on it. So we do have a, a big chunk to put down on another house. Mm-hmm. Um, you and- just have to... I have to find a buyer in this market. Okay. And wh- do you have an idea of where you would go? Have you started pricing out things? Or are you just making a lateral move? Or are you trying to move Oh, you've up? been looking for houses for months, haven't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you did have. have a contingency offer. Yeah, yeah. But it fell through. Anyways. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to talk yeah. about that. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so as long as you, you know, obviously you and your husband have to get on the same page about this and you know the way we teach. I don't want you going into a 30-year mortgage. I want you on a 15-year fixed. Is that what you were looking at? Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to do the 30 and then change when Girl, the rates get better. You would. No, you would. No, no. <laughs> Come on, Sarah. Do you know why we suggest a 15-year fixed? Right. So... So you can build wealth and yeah, I don't want you in debt for 30 years and 30 years. You're going to be, I'm going to guess 60. You don't want to be paying a mortgage that long. I want you out of debt so you can build wealth. So 15 year fix where the payments no more than 25% of your take home pay and family put a sign in the yard. Y'all are spending months worrying about how long it's going to take to sell the house. You could have had a sign in the yard 60 days ago and you'd be halfway home, Put put the house up for sale and see what happens. And then be ready to rock and roll. Make your move. We'll be right back. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're people you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. That's RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. George and the Every Dollar team are hosting free live virtual trainings this month to get help you get clarity with your money. You'll learn how to find more margin in your finances, spend guilt-free, and make a budget that works for you. The next one is happening September 26th at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central. Spots are limited, so register for free at everydollar.com slash budgeting. Everydollar.com slash budgeting. And don't forget, October 5th, the Building a Non-Anxious Life release 
party extravaganza. They've let me plan the whole thing, and it's going to be wheels off. It's here at the Ramsey Event Center. Um, tickets are 35 bucks, and that includes a book, that, and I'll stay all night, sign them. We'll hang out with everybody. We'll take every photo you want to take. And, well, not the weird ones. And we are going to have a blast, lots of surprises, lots of fun. Maybe even Dump Button will make a, uh, a, a an appearance. Interesting. Pro- probably not, but that would be rad. We need to set that up, Ben. That would be very cool. So go to johndeloney.com, get a ticket, come, vis- come visit, come hang out. We're going to have a blast. Let's roll out to Portland and talk to Duke. What's up, Duke? Hey, what's going on? We're getting it, man. What about you? <laughs> Just hanging in there. Um, hey, so I had a, a question about uh, I'm g- getting a new job um, that requires me to move uh, to Oklahoma for about six months for oh, training. Oh, God, why did you do that? <laughs> well, it's, it's a good job. It's for air traffic control. I know, but it's Sweet. Oklahoma. So, where the I wind know. comes sweeping That's down north the of Texas. That's southern. <laughs> it's southern. It's it's basically southern Canada. If you're grow up no, in Texas, no, no, <laughs> no. I'm playing. Oklahoma's awesome. So, <laughs> uh, so okay. So you're moving to Oklahoma to air traffic controller to keep all the planes in the air. We're grateful for you. And what's up? So I, I'd have to go there for training, and then after that, uh, I'm going to be located somewhere for probably about three years for to finish the training. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to be renting for a while. Uh, I own a house right now. And I'm just trying to figure out what would be the best course if I should rent it out or if I should sell it. I because uh, I I got a really good interest rate and like uh, if I were to sell it, uh, it's already worth like a hundred grand more than I paid for it. Yeah, so I, I just don't know. If it were me, if I were in your shoes, and I were moving from Oregon to Oklahoma, and then having kind of like this training period, trial period for you know a couple of years of my life i would definitely sell the house because a you don't live there anymore and renting it while you're states and states away like half a country away um that's going to be so stressful you're gonna have to uh, hire property management that's a a thing in and of itself i i mean you're going to be living in a state where you're just constantly wondering what's going on with this property so yeah, I you're would be a long, it. a long distance, uh, uh, you know, long distance landlord, man. Yeah, that sounds terrible to me. I take a hundred grand I mean, and look, count my lucky stars plus, and be happy. Let's take it. Let's take a page out of Dave Ramsey playbook. Dave Ramsey would say, if you lived in Oklahoma, would you, off the top of your head, go, you know what? I want a rental property. Let me buy one in in Portland, Oregon. That's a great place for me. To, <laughs> you would never do that, right? Yeah. So it's this. It's this idea of, hey, I've already put money and time and energy into this property. It's sometimes it's hard for us to cut ties with that when really it's like, hey, that season is over. Go ahead and cut ties. You don't have to keep dumping more money and time and energy into it just because you have for so long. You can cut ties and you can move on. And it made you you $100,000. Yeah, that's great. Well done, dude. Drop that in a a high yield savings (laughs) account. Do you have any other debt? Um. Just two cars. Uh, well, I, I, it's only like ten thousand total. Okay, so pay off your debt and dump the rest in a high yield savings account, and 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 sit on it for a couple of years. That's what I would do. And when you go to Oklahoma, don't buy a truck and jack it up, <laughs> or a Honda Civic and lower it really low and get one of those mufflers that sounds like a bumblebee trapped inside <laughs> of a dryer vent. Don't do that either. <laughs> Those may be the two cars. That's so funny. I'm going to get so much hate from Oklahoma. I was going to say, is that what you think the Oklahomians do? No. <laughs> That's what I know, Jade. Oklahomians? No, I, I, when you grow up in Texas, <laughs> they just teach you 
to love the the states on your Texas east forever. and west and across that river. All right, let's go uh, to <laughs> Columbia and talk to the great and powerful Adam. What's up, Adam? Um, hello. Hello. What's going on? What's up, man? Oh, I, I just wasn't ready. Um, so I <laughs> gotcha. I love, I love this show. <laughs> this show is great. What's up? I was very. Uh, I uh, so I just got off the phone with my mom a couple hours ago. Um, me and my fiance were saving up for a wedding. I just paid off about thirty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday or a couple days ago, because I sold my truck, got uh, some traveling expenses paid from from my uh, transition out of the military. Okay. And now I, uh, we were talking about car insurance for the new beater I just got with my mom and it was like three, four, it was like three sixty five for six months. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. It's a really good deal. And she was like, okay, but you have to pay the six months right now. And I'm like, Oh, well, I don't have the money right now. And it fitting into this budget. Um, next month we can budget it in and get it. And she was like, Oh, well, why don't you just put it on our credit card? And I said, well, we canceled all of our credit cards. Like, I canceled all of them. Mm-hmm. And then she went crazy. Yeah. I mean, mainly because she loves me and she only cares about me. But, like, I've never seen my mom get so mad about something before and from me canceling my credit cards. And then one thing led to another. And I was like, oh, well, we don't really need credit because I plan on getting the 15-year fixed rate. And then she's like, oh. And then yeah, I went, because she's a real estate broker. And so she went crazy about how... By the time I save up a down payment, well, houses will go on crazy. Yeah. So basically, I just my question is, is I I know the answer to my own question, but I'm not really sure. It feels wrong because I'm like defying my mom and like doing my own thing. How right. old are you? But yeah, how old are you? 23. 23. You veteran? Four? You did four years? Yes. Are you still in? Uh, I did five and a half, six. I'm in the reserves now. Okay. Um, so I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing by not having any open lines of credit and canceling everything. Here's the thing. You're, here's what I want to tell you, and John's going to really hit this. You're grown. You don't have to do what we tell you on the radio, and you don't have to do what your mom tells you. You're a grown man, and you get to make decisions. So since you called and asked for, your, for our advice, we'll give you our advice, and then you're going to go and decide what you want to do with that. I think that it's a great idea to take debt off the table and not utilize debt. Now, I also don't want you driving around for a month without car insurance. So I want to make sure you are fully insured in the correct way. All right. So that's thing one. Thing two is no, I don't think you should go into debt so that you can pay ahead. Thing three is I think you need to trust yourself and trust the information that you're gathering and trust it and understand it enough to where you can stand up for it. It's not a thing of I'm doing this because they said to or I'm doing this because my mom said to. So that's what I want to challenge you with, and then John. Yeah, you're you're about you're about to get married. You're a U.S. Yeah. veteran. Your mommy does not need to be buying your car insurance for you. Go to Xander.com and buy your own car insurance like a grown man. Okay. Yeah. So so it, it is me buying my own okay, car good. insurance. She just went and did the quote for me, and I already do have insurance through Geico. As a okay. Great. Good. But I'm, but, not, I'm not trying to break the law. No, yeah. dude, it's all good. But um. If you can learn what I'm about to tell you right now and you just lodge this away in your back pocket forever, um, it's going to give you a leg up on life. Just because it doesn't feel good doesn't mean it's not the right move. There may be a season where you have to go have a really uncomfortable conversation with your kid's teacher or the kid's principal. It's not going to feel good. You don't want to have that conversation. You're going to feel all like, "Am am I doing the right thing? 
Yes, you go do it. Just because your mom has chosen to do with money a certain way her whole life, and by the way, you probably would not be doing what you're doing if that had worked for her or if she had had a home that was full of peace. Mm -hmm. You're choosing to do something different because you grew out of that system. And like you said, your mom's a good woman. She's doing the best she could. You've just got some new information and some better information on how to build a peaceful, non-anxious house, right? So I'm not going to drink the haterade. I'm not going to get mad at my mom. And my mom doesn't get a vote Mm -hmm. on how me and my future wife spend our money, do our finances. Um, You're on the right path, man. Just because it feels weird. Mm -hmm. So choose guilt over resentment every time. Guilt over resentment. You feel guilty about defying your mom? But I don't want to resent my mom by getting a bunch of credit cards. You're the man. I'm proud of you. Love it. Hey, welcome back to the Ramsey Show. And on the debt-free stage, we've got Jamie and John from Dayton, Ohio. What up? Hey, thanks for having us. (laughs) Of course. Y'all doing well? Oh, great. Yes. Doing good. You very, don't look nervous cool. at all. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I assure you, I don't I don't know what I'm doing either. So y'all are cute. Y'all are cute. <laughs> all right, so you're on the debt-free stage. How much you pay off? We paid about $24,000. 24 grand? How long did it take? Five months. Yes. How much were you making? Right around 100000 the whole time. Love it. Love it, love it. So what kind of debt was this 24000 It was the rest of our mortgage. Let's what? go! What? Woo! <laughs> Yes. Weird people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, and make it 100 grand if we take out taxes in Dayton. 24 grand in five months. Y'all got after it. Uh, we, we, we sold some stuff. Yeah, yes. you did. Yes, yeah, we that's, did. You What'd made you sell? Happen. A lot of um, old Pokemon cards from 20 years ago. Not old Pokemon. video games. Yeah. Not yeah. the Pokemon. James just gasped. James just <laughs> he gasped. He clutched his pearls. Wow. <laughs> he has yes. Pokemon like tattooed across his chest. He can hardly breathe in there right now. Yeah. Who's Pokemon cards? They were mine. They were mine. I was a nerd. Wow. Years and years. I mean, I still am, but yeah. <laughs> the fact that they were worth $24,000 is well, what's got me shook. Yeah. So the most expensive card we had was an autographed Lord of the Rings card, uh-huh. and it sold for $1,900 on eBay. Wow. That was the most expensive. Yes. But most of them sold between $0.99, to nine cents, the $300 or so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes. So I don't even know what's happening right now. This is incredible. <laughs> this yeah. is incredible. So uh, I, I, I want to know more. I mean, you, you had 24000 left on your mortgage. What happened five months ago that made you be like, you know what? Let's go. Yeah. Well, we um, started the... We, um, started the Ramsey plan in like 2017 we bought the house in 2010 Mm -hmm. and we had been paying off like maybe an extra $80 or so per month just slowly trying to get it down Mm -hmm. and it was probably September of last year when I was listening to the show and within like a one week span I heard George tell two different people like you can't be doing all these different things at once like you're trying to pay off debt you're trying to like um, invest in things and Mm -hmm. that was mostly for baby step two but I was like you know maybe we should be doing the same thing mm-hmm. because we were trying to save up for vacation, pay off the house and save up for a water heater, doing all the things. Mm-hmm. So one night I came up to John and I said, can we just like do that ourselves and like put all of that money and energy toward paying off the house instead? Mm-hmm. So we started in September and we 
like I said, sold all the trading cards and video games and we took some money out of our non-emergency savings, just found mm-hmm. whatever other savings we had. We ended up paying off $10,000 in one of those months. Let's go. And then finally in February, the end of February, we paid off the whole house. Wow. wow. All right, yes. John. So I'm assuming y'all met when you were both students at Hogwarts. Is that right? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. Okay. So how did you end up on this journey? Uh, well, we bought the house in 2010, and uh, we came into the marriage debt-free. Uh, that was something that you know we kind of pride ourselves on, and Love we just that. kind of slowly and steady the entire time. And so this has just been a way y'all do life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yes. Wow. So what does it feel? I mean, how many months have passed? Have you had one month where you had... So you yeah, haven't made the payment? Uh, yeah, we, we paid it off in February. So it's been a few months. We It has it doesn't feel any different. Um, I mean, my income had dropped a little bit after that. Mm-hmm. So we weren't able to save you know more money than what the mortgage payment was. But I mean, the income's coming back up again. So now we're starting to be able to save more money, to give more money. So now yeah. it's feeling incredible now. So yes. that's the financial side mm-hmm. of the feelings. I want to know what does it feel like to get in your bed, no payments, I mean, come on. I mean, it, it feels really, really good. It does. It is it's very, very freeing for sure. And it still doesn't yes. feel real. Yeah. yeah. It's every, every now and then I go in the backyard, I'm like, we don't have a mortgage anymore. And it's just, it, <laughs> you just got to pinch yourself, you know? <laughs> yes. I, I could just see you in the backyard with like a sword pointing to the sky <laughs> and be like, oh, I'm debt free. That's amazing, man. Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, there's a very practical side to this. Um, you've got this beautiful little girl over here. And. She's grown up in a house that's been largely debt-free, so you often had that stress that almost every family in America has. How much of a role did looking over and seeing her and saying, we want to be able to do this vacation, we want to be able to say yes to stuff, we don't want to be moms and dads that have to say no to everything, what role did she play in inspiring y'all to get this thing paid off? I mean, we we definitely knew from the start we wanted her to go to college debt free. So mm-hmm. we, you know, started putting money aside toward her college and just knowing that she didn't have to grow up or you know grow up, go to go to school, having to go through all the the debt and everything to be able to be financially free to do what she wants to do. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. speak to. Sorry, Jade. I'm fascinated by Jamie and John. They're amazing. <laughs> they are amazing. I so, mean, most people don't do life. I mean, life like that. Yeah. They enter in the marriage with no debt. They just say, oh, yeah, we're just going to pay our house off. And they just up and do it. Yes. So I may know a guy that pathologically collects books and guitars. And, uh, you know, James and George Camel are obsessed with their Pokemon cards, right? <laughs> what do you tell people who have these collections sitting in a box in the back of their house that has, that has obvious value? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to part with it. What do you tell them? What have you missed since you don't have those cards in the back room? I mean, I'm enjoying all the space that I have now. <laughs> Let's for go. Sure. I mean, I, I, I did have a hoarder mentality for a while, but trying to, you know, declutter my life, declutter the house. It's like, I don't really need all those things anymore mm-hmm. where we're having fun doing what we have. And if we're not using it anymore, then why keep it around? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. John, did you sacrifice anything? Not, not so much. Just kind of the, uh, the monthly income, just kind of trying to put that away and, uh, you know, Spend that as wisely as we can. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. So the mentality behind it, you guys, you, you guys have your mind right, right? Yes, for you sure. You both have your head on straight. John's like, you know, I'm willing to do what I have to do with my income. You're like, I'm willing to do what I have to do with things that are personal to me that I value. And really, at the end of the day, that's what you need in order to have success. So I'm proud of you guys. That's excellent. Slow Thank and steady you. wins the race. Yep. Every single yes. time. That's right. Yes. Um, Allison, do you want to join them up there? She's no, no. no. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's very cool, man. I, I, I love that. My kids would have run up and been like, yeah, look at me, look at me. That's awesome. Um, so give one piece of wisdom to somebody, a couple who is trying to, like, is looking at each other, listening to this, the same as you heard George say. They're watching this call. And they're like, 24,000 in five months. We could do that. We could do that. I'm not selling my fill in the blank. Give one word of wisdom. I want to hear from both of you. Well, definitely the the budget meetings definitely helped. I'm not a money person, not a numbers person, and I didn't really like doing the meetings at first, but being able to get together once a month and look at where we are, where we're going, being on the same page on everything, that has definitely helped along the way. And just kind of being on the same page with each other, um, being able to have that communication, yes, we can do this, no, we can't. The budget is really actually very freeing because there are times when it's like, she wants to go out and spend money on this. I want to go out and spend money on that. And mm -hmm. we can do that because we plan for it. It's That's in the right. budget. Yeah, now That's that you don't have word. a mortgage, you can do anything. Which yes. is and shout out to every dollar and the every dollar team whoop, for helping whoop. us out with that too. Come yeah, on, That's somebody. Awesome. awesome. So we have John and Jamie and the incredible Allison off to the side here from Dayton, Ohio. They've lived a debt-free life, except for this mortgage. It's been hanging around since 2010. Five months ago, they looked at each other and said, I'm in. You in? And they high-fived, and they did like a, is there like a Pokemon thing? Is there a thing that they do? Mm. Super Saint. <laughs> gotta catch them all. Gotta oh. catch, gotta catch them the all. They caught them all <laughs> and then sold some stuff, saved all the money, paid off $24,000 in five months, and they are debt-free. They don't even have a mortgage. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. All right. Three, three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt-free! And hey, we're going to give you a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires. That's your next, that's the next finish line in your journey there. And we're going to give you a copy of Total Money Makeover that you can give to a friend or a family member or just your neighbor and says, why are you guys smiling and laughing all the time? Because <laughs> we don't owe anybody anything. Mm -hmm. You what? And you can hand them that book and that'll be our gift to you. And they've got the FPU in there too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The actual you thing. You can hand out else. FPU yeah. to somebody who needs Love it. Love so, it. Um, Jade, it never gets old. It's my favorite part of the job. I know. It's great. It's my favorite part of the job, watching people be free. Yes. I love it. Hey, we'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined by Jade Warshaw. Today's scripture of the day is Ecclesiastes 7, 8. The end of something is better than its beginning. Patience is better than arrogance. Dr. Jordan Peterson says, the successful among us delay gratification and bargain with the future. Mm. La -da 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 -da. <laughs> You're going to have this stuck in my head all day. Sorry. And I can't finish that line. Let's I go up to Baltimore and talk <laughs> to Brad. What's up, Brad? Yeah, hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for calling in, man. What's up? Okay, so I'm, I'm 25 years old. Graduated college. Um... I have I got in an accident, but it wasn't my fault. I have about I got a twenty twenty Toyota Camrys twenty eight K, and I have about twenty six left in student loans. Um, the reason I I got the car wasn't just to show off; it was because um, I needed a car to get to work. I'm a field engineer for for general contractor, make about eighty one K a year. My question is, if I sell the car, what when I I finish baby step one, when I be um. And what I basically still owe on the car, or should I wait to 
I save about fifteen hundred a month since I live at home and I'm single. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to be smarter to save. Um, want to be smart, much smarter to save like five to six months and then try to get a used car, then sell the car, and then pay the balance, or should I sell the car, get a used car, and then continue making payments to it? So let me just make sure I understand your numbers. Did you say you owe twenty eight thousand on the car? No, that's my student loan. I was twenty six on the car. I was twenty three, but it's a, it's, it's a total twenty six. Okay, I've been so it off. I've been paying six hundred a month. Yeah, you owe twenty three on the car and twenty six on student loans. Yes. Okay. Uh you owe twenty three on the car, but what's the car worth? Twenty six. Okay. Um. Yeah, I the fact that you can make money on this if you sell it is good. So I, what I would do is I would stack up maybe two or three more thousand dollars from your income in the next yeah, that's what I was in the next month or two. And I would sell this yeah. car and I would put the 3000 with your other 3000 and I'd buy a $6,000 cash car. And then I would use your income, okay. all the extra income that you can get your hands on. And I would pay off the student loan in a year. And I was thinking about two or three. You sure I can do it? I was thinking about getting a second job. The yeah. only reason why is because the project I'm on, it's like it's it's a time conflict. It's a time conflict, so it's like it doesn't work. So I'm like trying to find other means of like making money. But if you believe I can make it in a year, I'm gonna try my best to make it in a year. It's just you, you and you that. live at home and you make eighty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> yeah. You have no in. You have no expenses. Your two major expenses. The two major expenses are home and home mortgage. And by the way. If you're a renter, that's the most variable expense. You don't have that. Then under that, for most people, is the car payment. You're getting rid of that. Top Ramen and Chef Boyardee only cost that so much. So I'm trying to understand what is it that you're spending your money on. <laughs> you know, I'm just joking. But do you see what I'm saying? No, I know, I know, I know. Because I I do save about fifteen, sometimes two k. That's if I don't like buy any food during that two weeks. But what so else I, are I you spending you're, you're, all the other thousands bro, you're on? More. Is it a girl? No, 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 it's not, it's not a girl. <laughs> is it, is it, is it gambling? Is it Pokemon is it, cards? Is no, it I, online? I, I, don't, I don't drink. It's because it's I'm actually, I'm investing in a business. It's, I know I it. I my business out loud. Why you did you leave so that out? You were spending stupid money. And you don't want to, you're ashamed of yourself, aren't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, that's why you left it out. Come on. Come on, Brad. What if, What are you investing in? No, it's, it's an app that I'm investing in. So it's like, it's currently being made at the moment. Um... Bro, you are um, being played but, out by your friends. Stop it. To I want you to stop it instantly. You are the... Hey, hey tell me if I'm wrong. You're the guy... You're, you're the buddy who made it. You made yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> your other buddies didn't, and you went, and you went and busted it. You graduated college, and you landed an $80,000 degree, which if you're 23 is a million dollars. Yeah. You have an $80,000 job, and you're living at home, so you got no bills. Yeah. And then your buddy's like, bro, I got this idea for an app. And you don't want to leave your brothers behind. And you're oh. like, I'll help you out. Tell me if I'm right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Bro! Please, please. <laughs> oh, man. Immediately. I need you to get out of this app. Immediately. Just tell them. Tell them, guys, I'm, I, was, I, got it. Yeah. I, I was stupid. I'm dumb. And here's the thing. It's not in writing, right? Y'all don't have anything in writing. No. Yeah. Get out. No. Run! Get out while you still can. You don't want to lose any more money in this. And here, here's the thing. It's not that you don't 
you know, like you don't have to be mean to your friend and be like, I don't think, you know, this is not going to make it. It's just about you using your money in a, in a smarter way and investing in the right, in the right things at the right time. And, um, Okay. Risking it for the biscuit in this case is not. <laughs> Brad, some of my best it. friends on planet Earth, guys that would take a bullet for me that I've known for almost every day of my life. I love them like a brother, and I would never invest a dime with them. <laughs> I wouldn't hire Got them. You. I wouldn't hire them. No, yeah. I know. And I love them. No, right? Those two things can happen at the same time. Okay. They're just okay. not the working. Kind of guys. Can but. you tell us how much how much were you putting towards this per month? Honestly, about fourteen thirty five. Okay, I paid up to twenty three k so far. Oh, but I'm gonna just take advice. Your I'm student loan would have been gone, bro. Town and Motown, yeah, you'd be I, I free. Can, you'd be free. Please, please, pro- I still need you. Yeah, <laughs> I I beg of you to stop investing in that. Although I still have questions because still there's a lot of thousands of dollars that's missing out of this. Uh, I'm just wondering where the other 1500 is going. But Hold on, you put $23,000 into this app? Yes. What, what it, is, it, what's the app? made right now. It was an investment. I know, but it what's was, the app? It's basically a, a social media app. It's a social media app for like Christians. I was basically helping out a friend. Mm. What are you helping Christians do for $23,000? Mingle. <laughs> No, no, they no, already no. got that one, no, Brad. Like that. No, what do you what do you hoping Christians do? Uh, basically, come together and come you, together. You better not say mingle. No, no, it's, it's not. It's Is it dating? With mingle is nothing. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with dating. It's just coming together, reading the word. Going oh, so it's like live, a Bible study app, like, like a Christian like, like hang out, come to coffee shops, and let's meet up. Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. Um, let's stop investing in it. I think that <laughs> you said that's so nice. All right, that's nice. I mean, let's I think it's a that. cool idea. I just don't think it's the the way you want to start investing. I think that you're a smart guy. You've got a good income, and I would just love to see you pay off this debt. I would love to see you stack up, you know, a nice emergency fund. And here in in the next year, I'd love to see you start putting fifteen percent away in a Roth IRA and your 401k with your job and really start building real wealth, you're going to see a far, a far better return on that investment uh, than the, the, the mingle app. And um, it's the okay. not a mingle gotcha. app. It's a Hang, Christian's hangout, hangout app. app. God, I, I mean, Jade. Hey, um, Brad, let me t- can I throw one more thing at you real quick? Yeah. Um, when you're the guy who's made it and in the neighborhood and with your mm-hmm. family and you're making eighty thousand dollars, and people see you driving a six thousand dollar car, they're gonna let you have it. They're gonna clown on you. They're gonna make fun of you. They're gonna give you the business. And I just want to tell you, I had a number one best selling book in the United States on the Wall Street Journal list, and I had a nice house with my wife, and I got a place for my kids to live. And for mm. almost all of that time, I was driving a two thousand twelve car with almost a truck with almost two hundred thousand miles on it. A depreciating mm. asset doesn't define you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Is that cool? Okay. Your relationships do? Thank you very much, Dr. John Deloney. Thank you very much, Jade. I appreciate you. I'm going to take advice, and I, I'm definitely going to get out the app and save as much as I can. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, guys, stop thing. railing on me. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I love you. I, oh, hey, we love we you. We do love you. We're so, so proud of you, man. You've done some amazing, amazing things. Uh, we just don't want you to get taken advantage of. 
and uh, Christians can meet at their local church. I think that sounds like a great idea. Good job, Brad. I'm proud of that guy. Hey, I want to thank everybody in the booth, even Ben, especially Jenna. I want to thank you, America, for listening to the show. Great job, Jade. Love hanging out. And thank you, America. Be kind to one another. Pay off your debts. And we'll see you soon. This is The Ramsey Show. What's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.